the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Former President Trump has won another straw poll. Mr. Trump won the Family Research Council Action's Pray Vote Stand Summit straw poll, receiving nearly 64% of the votes cast. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis finished second with just over 27% of the vote. DeSantis won the vice presidential straw poll with 25% of the votes cast. Over 1,600 people were registered for the summit. Only FRC Action members who were present at the event were allowed to vote. Ken Lorman reporting. The union representing striking auto workers is describing its latest talks with Ford as reasonably productive. The UAW statement yesterday as its limited strike against the big three carries into the weekend with no end in sight. This is SRN News. This week on the Michelle Tafoya podcast. Data from New Jersey has found that the amount of students considering themselves to be non-binary has skyrocketed over 4,000%. Leftist politicians in the state believe parents should not know. Well, a fever is out of the norm. Getting bullied is out of the norm. Parents should be involved in all of those matters. You're saying this one? Kids in elementary school? Come on. Stream the Michelle Tafoya podcast at Salem Podcast Network. Inside your 1 o'clock hour this Sunday afternoon here on AM 1280 The Patriots. Stay tuned. The closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson coming up in moments. But first, a quick look at your Sunday forecast from the Genovations Regen Weather Center. Today is high around 70 degrees and sunshine for the afternoon hours. Tonight's low 50 degrees with clear skies for the evening and overnight hours. Monday, more sunshine with a high in the mid-70s. Stay tuned. Brad Carlson with the Northern Alliance Radio Network coming up. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Hashtag NarnShow. For any comments or questions, and as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Good to be back with you, by the way, live in the bunker. Uh, Some of you may have figured out. Uh, last week that uh, I uh, had recorded the show a couple of days early, had some other commitments going on. So I uh, mistakenly gave out the phone number a couple of times in the pre-record. So I apologize for that. Spencer, did we get any calls last week? Okay. No, no. So some of you must have realized that the jig was up or maybe you were watching that awful Vikings game where they ended up losing last Sunday and then they lost the following Thursday. So uh, at least we don't have to endure the Vikings today. But it is a beautiful fall day, so if you are listening uh, today, we admire your dedication because, uh, yeah, like I say, we've only got a few beautiful days left uh, before probably November or December rolls around and before you know we're into the winter season. But anyways, we will enjoy these days as they come along. So got some national news stuff I want to weigh in on in this first hour, and then we have some guests 
uh, in the second hour. But I do want to talk about, and I'm sure some of you noticed if you're politically engaged, that apparently the marching orders have gone out. It is okay to go ahead and not only broach the age issue with President Joe Biden, but even go so far as to suggest that he should not seek re-election. David Ignatius, who is a longtime Biden admirer and an opinion columnist for the Washington Post, uh, he kind of struck perhaps the most significant blow to Joe Biden's aspirations to running in a second term. Now, I may verbally fisk this as we go along. Of course, uh, fisking, that's uh, something that we bloggers used to do back when blogging kind of became the big thing 20 years ago, where we would basically uh, reprint someone's opinion piece and then come in with our own commentary pretty much after each paragraph. To kind of debunk it, if you will, called uh, Fisking. I forget the gentleman's name for whom it was uh, named, but obviously a gentleman by the name of Fisk. But I'll start with David Ignatius' piece from this past Tuesday at the Washington Post. Uh, Joe Biden launched his candidacy for president in 2019 with the words, We're in the battle for the soul of this nation. He was right. And though it wasn't obvious at first to many Democrats, he was the best person to wage that fight. He was genial but also a shrewd campaigner for the restoration of what legislators called regular order. Since then, Biden has had a remarkable string of wins. I'm going to be curious to keep reading this to see what those might be, but uh, uh, he defeated President Donald Trump in the 2020 election. Okay, yeah, that was an undeniable win. Uh, He led a Democrat rebuff of Trump's acolytes in the 2020 midterms. I'll come back to that in a minute. His Justice Department has systematically prosecuted the Jan 6, 2021 insurrection that Trump championed. And now, through special counsel Jack Smith, the department is bringing Trump himself to justice. Well, the old whether you like Trump or not, and I've made it clear I don't, the old innocent until proven guilty still applies here. So bringing Trump to justice, okay. I, I guess technically if Trump is found not guilty, that would be a form of justice, but I don't think it's the way uh, David Ignatius means. Uh, let's let's revisit this. A rebuff of Trump's acolytes in the 2022 midterms. Well, it was the Democrats and anti-Trump Republicans who propped up the pro-Trump candidates in a lot of these House races, and all were defeated because they had the stink of Trump on them. So... The idea that Joe Biden led the way on that is laughable and absolutely absurd. And here's what's kind of interesting about this. There were plenty of Democrats, leftists alike, who expected to there there to be a red wave in 2022. I mean, that it, it just that's how politics works. Typically, in the president's first term, his party suffers losses in the first midterm. That's just how it goes. And given how Joe Biden's approval ratings had been underwater ever since August of 2021, literally seven months into his term, I mean, it was ripe for a a red wave. Well, what happened was a lot of these Republicans, like I say, the Trump Republicans were propped up by Democrats and anti-Trump Republicans like knowing full well that they would not fare well in a general election, particularly in these swing districts. And they were right. The Republicans, yeah, they did take over the House, but by a scant majority, only flipped uh, nine or ten seats, which is barely a ripple, not even a, not even close to a wave. And then they ended up losing ground in the U.S. Senate when it was ripe for a pickup. But here's the thing. Plenty of Democrats expected Republicans to take over Congress. and would use that as a cudgel to say, look, Joe Biden has been a disaster. His approval ratings are underwater. And we just suffered significant losses in the midterms, even though they didn't, but that's what they were anticipating. Uh, it, it probably would be a good idea to, to move on. But the fact that there was no repudiation, at least on the surface of the Biden first Biden term, it would be kind of hard to use that as a cudgel against him, right? 
and and I firmly believe that the the idea was you have a minority female as your running mate because this was to placate the progressives. They didn't like the fact that they were going with the same old formula, an old white guy, uh, to be the candidate. Now, they had the old white lady in 2016, but she didn't fare well. But in 2020, you know, hey, it looks like Biden is polling the best, and that was not satisfactory to progressives. Like, okay, the, the idea here is to, to defeat Trump, right? So what if we kind of throw you a bone here and, and Joe Biden picks a female, a minority female as his running mate? Would that, would that help? Okay. And sure enough, Joe Biden, before he even decided who his running mate was going to be, he, he automatically said, I'm, it's going to be a woman of color. Okay. Qualifications didn't matter. It was going to be a woman of color and ended up choosing Kamala Harris, who was unpopular even with Democrats. She didn't even make it to the first caucus, which is the Iowa caucus. Didn't even make it because she was running for president herself. So that told you that she was unpopular among her own party. But the idea was that Joe Biden maybe serve a year or two very clearly was not up to it. And then, OK, we'll bring we'll bring in Kamala Harris and look at here first. uh not only is the first female president a Democrat, but also a woman of color. Boy, we Democrats are awesome at the diversity game, aren't we? Look at all these checkboxes we checked off on the intersectionality scorecard. Except, except Kamala Harris proved to be even more unpopular than Joe Biden. How that's possible, I have no idea. But, so that that plan blew up in their face. So the point is, is that there was hope to be rid of Biden even before his first term ended, but Harris is even more unpopular and he did not succeed in vanquishing Trump because as we're hearing, Trump is leading quite handily in the GOP primary. Again, I'll continue with David Ignatius piece. Uh, What I admire most about president Biden is that in a polarized nation, he has governed from the center out as promised in his victory speech. Really? His victory speech. He talked about lowering the temperature, but then basically has called out Republicans at every turn for legislation he doesn't like. And and it's one thing to oppose legislation that your political opponents are putting forth, but like with the Georgia election law, basically not even reading it or not even having a grasp of what the Georgia election law entitled, when that was passed sometime in 2021, I believe, came out and said, oh, it's going to make Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle, make, basically making the Georgia Republicans out to be a bunch of segregationists, a bunch of racists. But that's, but that's governing from the center out, huh? And then basically saying that those who are big advocates for the Second Amendment and referring to the original intent of the Second Amendment was the right to keep and bear arms, against tyranny, particularly a tyrannical government, and basically call them out and say, well, yeah, you, you people, you're going to need uh, F-15s and nukes if you're going to want to take on the government. But on the other hand, saying a bunch of idiots waving don't tread on me flags while donning MAGA hats, smashing windows, they were supposed to overthrow the government? That, it, it's just kind of a uh, kind of woeful inconsistency here. So this idea that he was going to unite a polarized nation. He did the exact opposite. But again, this is this is really what this is all about in the end. And again, I'll skip ahead to the final uh, few paragraphs in uh, David Ignatius' piece. Uh, Biden has never been good at saying no. He should have resisted the choice of Kamala Harris as his running mate, who was a colleague of his beloved son, Bo, when they were both state attorneys general. He should have blocked then-House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan, which has done considerable damage to the island's security. He should have stopped his son Hunter from joining the board of a Ukrainian gas company and representing companies in China. And he certainly should have resisted Hunter's attempts to impress clients by getting dad on the phone. See, there it is. Joe Biden was not complicit in, in enriching his son and enriching his family by being a corrupt politician. These people just failed Joe Biden. He just failed him because they know he's a softy. He can't say no. So we, we Joe Biden is not corrupt, if you're reading this. We can only fail him. We failed Joe Biden. And because of this, he's irreparably damaged. So we should probably, you know, kind of gently ask him to not run for re-election. Again, he's not good at taking no for an answer, but if we can kind of sit down with him, kind of like we... 
you know, sit down with our elderly parents when we have to break the news to them that, yeah, we got to take your car keys away because you're just not up to driving the car anymore. So I'll uh, wrap up this this piece. Uh, Biden has in many ways remade himself as president. He is no longer the garrulous glad-hander I met when I first covered Congress more than four decades ago. He's still an old-time poll, to be sure, but he is now more focused and strategic. He executes policies systematically at home and abroad. As Franklin Four writes in The Last Politician, a new account of Biden's presidency, he will be remembered as the old hack who could, until recently when he couldn't. Uh, Time is running out. In a month or so, this decision will be cast in stone. It will be too late for Democrats, including Harris, to test themselves in primaries and see whether they have the stuff for presidential leadership. Right now, there's no clear alternative to Biden, no screamingly obvious replacement waiting in the wings. That might be the decider for Biden, and there's seemingly nobody else, or that there's seemingly uh, nobody else. But maybe... He will trust in democracy to discover new leadership in the arena. I hope Biden has this conversation with himself about whether to run and that he levels with the country about it. It would focus the 2024 campaign. Who is the best person to stop Trump? That was the question when Biden decided to run in 2019. And it's still the essential test of a Democratic nominee today. So that was David Ignatius. the Washington Post, trying to let Grandpa down easy, telling him you really shouldn't have the keys to the car anymore, Gramps. We'll be back uh, to weigh in more on this and take your phone call, 651-289-4488. Brad Carlson, The Closer, back in mere moments. Go nowhere. There's only one option in the Twin Cities to get multiple competitive bids on siding, roofing, or windows without a parade of long-winded, high-pressure salespeople. Set up a free appointment with me today at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. Unlock a healthier, happier you. Join Dr. Carrie Gelb every Saturday at 9 a.m. on Open Your Eyes Radio. With over 30 years of optometry experience, Dr. Gelb explores nutrition, exercise, stress reduction, and sleep for promoting longevity and good health. Tune in to AM 1280 The Patriot for invaluable insights and discover the powerful connection between overall well-being and your eyes. Learn more by visiting drkerrygelb.com. That's D-R-K-E-R-R-Y-G-E-L-B. Embark on a life-changing experience every Saturday at 9 a.m. This decade is looking like the worst one to retire or be retired in. Now more than ever, you need to stay ahead of turbulent markets and money-grubbing politicians. That's why you need Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch. For more than 30 years, Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch has been helping Americans invest, protect, and grow their assets. A Retirement Watch subscription gives you must-have advice on all aspects of your retirement. Independent advice you won't get anywhere else. When you subscribe to Retirement Watch, you'll get three months of Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch newsletter. You'll also get Bob five model portfolios and five free reports including the hidden rules of retirement hidden real estate tax bombs to avoid cashing in on congress's three hundred fifty thousand dollar retirement shocker plus two more free reports and an exclusive conference call with bob carlson answering your retirement questions the newsletter free reports the conference call all for just 1995 sign up today at yourretirementwatch.com. yourretirementwatch.com. that's yourretirementwatch.com. At am1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. Mike Gallagher, pro-life. Ann Coulter has a warning that by the time Republicans wake up to the reality of abortion politics, there will be no elected Republicans left. And Ann is right. Hate to break it to you, we have now lost in every single state on abortion issues since Roe v. Wade was overturned. Republican women are going to vote Democrat on this issue of abortion restrictions. And I hate it. I'm talking Republican women, not, you know, blue-haired progressive hippie women. Leave my body alone. That's what they're saying. Visit am1280thepatriot.com. Click on Hosts and search for whatever's on your mind. You'll find a deep archive of intelligent commentary. Tuning into your favorite ministry or catching your favorite talk show? These are just a couple of reasons more than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio monthly. 
Visit DependOnAM.com to help keep AM radio in vehicles for the next generation. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. And you can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments and questions. And don't forget to check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we do have the live stream up and running. And as always, appreciate you tuning in. So I was reading from a a David Ignatius uh, Washington Post column talking specifically about why uh, Joe Biden needs to move on, uh, should not run again. I kind of left out the key excerpt of this, which is, you know, kind of the point I was bringing up earlier. Democrats, leftists can finally feel free to broach the age issue with Joe Biden now that David Ignatius has uh, kind of uh, fired the first shot here. And he's and he's exactly right, by the way. He says uh, Biden would carry two big liabilities into a 2024 campaign. He would be 82 when he began a second term. According to a recent AP Nork poll, 77 percent of the public, including 69 percent of Democrats, think he's too old to be effective for four more years. Biden's age isn't just a Fox News trope. It's been the subject of dinner table conversations across America this summer. So that's really what's at the crux of this. Is that look okay? He he's too old. We we can't hide it anymore. I mean, he is uh, while he's rambling on. I think it was at the the G twenty summit or whatever it was. His press secretary is abruptly ending the the press conference. Uh, there was one time someone was asking him a question. He was walking away uh, with the microphone, all that. So it's just it's just become way too glaringly obvious to ignore. It's been obvious to anybody with half a brain. But the media was complicit in in not talking about it. Well, they can't they can't avoid it anymore. Uh, let's see, Spencer. We have cut number one ready. Uh, CNN's Daniel Dale. He is the resident fact checker for that network. How bad has it gotten for Joe Biden? CNN, which is normally complicit in holding up his presidency as some sort of gold standard, is is now having to acknowledge. Hey, you know, Joe Biden, some of the things he's saying are, um, to be charitable, a little dubious in its factual nature. This is cut number one, CNN's Daniel Dale. And he has done, I don't know if it's similar things, but he's sort of told some stories that don't line up quite like now this Daniel Dale. He had, this president right has a, a pattern at this point of either inventing or embellishing stories about his own past. At this his point? Biography. He did it three times in one speech last month alone. Uh, he claimed he had witnessed a bridge collapse in Pittsburgh when he actually showed up about six hours later. He claimed that his grandfather had died just days before he was born himself at the same hospital. In fact, his grandpa died more than a year before in a different state, not, not the same hospital. Um, and uh, and he also repeated a favorite false story that I and others have debunked over and over again about a supposed conversation with an Amtrak train conductor he was friends with who was actually deceased at the time the conversation would have had to take place. And that's not all. There are some more serious ones, in, in my view. Uh, previously in his presidency, he claimed at one point he'd been arrested during a civil rights protest when, in other versions of the story, he just said an officer had taken him home uh, from a protest. He said he had visited the, the Pittsburgh synagogue where worshippers were killed in a 2018 mass shooting. In fact, he had actually spoken to the rabbi, uh, but never, but never went. Um, and he, he's made a whole bunch of others too. Uh, he said at one point, Republicans like to bring this up. He said that he used to drive a tractor trailer. He used to drive an eighteen wheeler. Never happened. The White House later clarified he used to drive a school bus at one point for as a as a job briefly. School bus, of course, not an eighteen wheeler. So whatever his intentions, whether it's you know foggy memory about stuff that's going on decades ago or deliberate embellishment, this is an unfortunate pattern that keeps coming up again and again with Joe Biden. Yeah, he's talking like this is a recent development. Go all the way back to 1987, 88, when he was running for president for the first time. He was in his mid-40s. Can't blame a foggy memory or age on that one, where he flat-out fabricated his standing in his law school class about where he graduated and how he graduated with honors and all this stuff when he actually graduated near the bottom of his class and then deliberately plagiarized speeches 
by a British politician, Neil Kinnock. Now, that may have been prior to his presidential election run. And then plagiarize a speech from Robert F. Kennedy. And yet Daniel Dale's talking, boy, this is, oh, oh, this is kind of a disturbing pattern that's occurring here. This is, but this is who he's been. And he didn't even mention how he came around on gay marriage. He came around on gay marriage when in the 1950s when he saw a couple of men in suits kissing near his high school. But yet he was opposing. There's there's record of him on tape meet the press in like 2006, I think. Where he is going on the record about how he opposed gay marriage in in 2008 when he was running for when he was Barack Obama's running mate. He talked about, oh, Barack and I uh, believe marriage is defined as, a, as between a man and a woman. And it wasn't until 2012 when he undermined his boss when he came out and said, well, I've evolved on the issue. Yeah, so he eventually came around to supporting gay marriage in 2012, but that's not the 1950s when he saw two men in suits kissing near his high school. So this, I, th- that was the most laughable. Well, at this point, this is what, at this point, Oh, this has been 40 years in the making, at least. So these are all things that they are using to say, well, you know what? His age is kind of kind of catching up with him a little bit. He should probably move on because he keeps embellishing uh, these stories. But cut number two, if we have that ready, Spencer, uh, conservative commentator Eric Erickson kind of lays it out for you. This is the this is really the real reason that media members and leftists politicos alike have come out and have been given permission to broach the age issue because they're covering up a little more inconvenient fact. Cut number two. Joe Biden loses to every single Republican. The further away from Trump you go, the bigger the margin is. He loses to Nikki Haley by nine points. He loses to Ron DeSantis by three points. He loses to Donald Trump by half a point. This is somewhat funny to watch. The voters don't like your nominee. The voters don't like your candidate. They think he's too old, and the best you can do is scream at reporters for daring to take what you claim is a Republican talking point as opposed to just looking at the American public. They think your guy's too old and bad at the economy. And more and more Americans are thinking, you know what? Trump's economy was pretty good even if we didn't like him. We didn't have all these strikes. We didn't have this massive unemployment. That was because of COVID, not because of him. We didn't have this cost of living problem, and we didn't have the inflation problem when Donald Trump was president. The longer Joe Biden's around, the more likely it is voters might say, yeah, things really weren't that bad under Donald Trump. Joe Biden. Okay. That's the heart of the matter right there. The fact that he loses, at least right now, loses to Donald Trump. And that's the amazing thing. If we have a Trump-Biden rematch, Trump is facing the only Democrat that he could possibly defeat because he probably loses to any other Democrat that would be the nominee. And yet Biden, the only Republican he could beat is Donald Trump. But that's not a sure thing. Isn't it this is, and I agree with Eric. This is this is hilarious to watch. Trump is now in some people's minds being the candidate who is considered the return to normalcy. Think about that. Donald Trump in the minds of some people, certainly not mine, but in the minds of some people is being looked at as well, you know, uh, the mean tweets and kind of the uncouth speeches and the and everything else. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't like it when the media declared a five-alarm fire every time Trump pressed the send button on a tweet. But holy cow, uh, the cost of living wasn't this out of control. And basic household items like groceries and, 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 and gasoline, you know, I didn't have to. We didn't have to worry. We didn't have to concern ourselves with. We just went out and purchased what we needed. But now you actually have to try to fit that into to a budget. I mean, these are everyday goods. That, that, that would be the most hilarious aspect of this. If we have another Trump-Biden matchup and Trump would win on the basis that, well, well we, we, just, we just need to get back to normal. That, that, that would be absolutely hilarious. And it, it, it well... It would be hilarious if it wasn't so unsettling, okay? 
because the way people have reacted to Donald Trump and the way people have allowed Donald Trump to control their psyche, where he's living rent-free in so many people's heads, is, yeah, it's dangerous, but it's it's sad and pathetic at the same time. So uh, that's the crux of the matter. That's the heart of the matter. People are being allowed to talk about the age issue now to cover up for the real fact that, hey, he could lose. We put him in charge of vanquishing Donald Trump in 2020. Guess what? Didn't quite do the job. Need someone else to finish the job. Brad Carlson, The Closer, back with another segment on the broadcast. Feel free to give us a call, 651-289-4488. Back in mere moments. Politics and education. It's often easier to learn what people are against than what they're for. Education America believes there's a better conversation to be had, and it's a conversation about what we're for. Abraham Lincoln famously said, the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Let's awaken the world around us to the foundational truths that shaped our nation and see Lincoln's words come to life. Join Rebecca Hagstrom and Abigail Johnson on Education America, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Visit savetheclassroom.com for podcasts, past episodes, and other resources. Education America, save the classroom, save the country. Tune in Saturday evenings at 6 on AM 1280 The Patriot. Check out savetheclassroom.com. Education America, save the classroom, save the country. Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Hi, this is Tim Oberg from the Kingdom Builders. You know, every Minnesota summer brings with it many unpredictable weather events, especially hailstorms. Because a metal roof can be double the cost or more of an asphalt shingle roof, we can offer you a better option at a fraction of the cost. Class 4 rated shingles are tested to a standard that simulates impact from 2-inch hailstones. They can withstand this because they have a different polymer-modified asphalt base, which is simply designed to be more hail-resistant. And it's not that much more expensive. Since it only involves a different shingle and ridge cap, all the other roof components are the same as normal. Many insurance companies also will give you a discount on your premiums with a Class 4 roof. If you already have a roof damage claim, we can show you how little it costs to upgrade your claim to a Class 4 shingle for your new roof. Ask us about it when we stop by. Just call 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or go to thekingdombuilders.com. We'll be happy to show you your best options. More than 80 million Americans count on AM radio stations like this one for news, important weather updates, and the opportunity to discuss and debate important issues facing our country. But some people want to remove AM radio from new cars being manufactured, and we cannot let that happen. The Senate Commerce Committee has approved the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act, Senate Bill 1669, and moved it on for a vote in the full Senate. The bill should also move quickly through the U.S. House. Your U.S. Senator and your representative in Congress are in your home state during the annual congressional recess this August. When you see your senator or congressman visiting your community, please tell them you want their support to keep AM radio strong, vibrant, and available to you in your car. This is your opportunity to stand up, be heard. Or you can text AM to 52886. That's AM to 52886 to tell Congress to support AM radio. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. For any comments or questions. And hey, feel free to uh, check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have the broadcast, uh, a live stream of the broadcast up and running. And feel free to leave a comment uh, there as well. Uh, Before we move on to another topic, I want to get to your phone call real quick on line one. Bob in Shoreview. Uh, Hey, Bob, it was good to see you out at the uh, State Fair uh, last month. Thanks for calling. Yeah, uh, you're more impressive in person than you are on the radio, I have to say. Um, well, I appreciate that. I, 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 I appreciate that very much, Bob. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My comment is, uh, I, I had often wondered why divine providence has allowed 
the Marxist socialist Joe Biden to become president. And I finally come to realize that I think God allowed it to show us that uh, this is what life would be like under socialism, Marxism. You will be poor. Everybody will be equal, but you will all be equally poor with all this inflation. So, you know, there's a reason for it. It's not purposeless. What do you think? Yeah, appreciate the uh, appreciate the call, Bob. Yeah, there. Wow, this could be a whole entire hour on the subject like this, and I think uh, particularly the how our voting patterns have devolved into uh, some of the candidates that have been that have been put forth. I mean, you think about it. Uh, you look back at well, the nineteen ninety two election when when Bill Clinton was elected, and how. That was the first time I ever voted went against a Democrat because of you know his tax plan where he looked to uh, hike any pos- anything that moved he was looking to tax and then he was widely repudiated in the midterms and it caused him to move to the center and whether you want to admit it or not we had some very good prosperous times during the Clinton presidency. Now, again, he had to come to the center because the he faced overwhelming Republican majorities in the Congress. You know, that's when there was actual compromise, working together, and for the good of the country. And there just isn't that anymore. And why we got to this point where we put forth a lot of politicians who, like Bob indicates, have socialistic tendencies, yeah, I, I don't I don't know if that's some if God's hand is on that or not. I, I think it's more of God may be removing his hand simply because he gives us free will and people choose to move away from him. Again, that's a far more nuanced discussion than I have time to have in this last couple of segments, but I definitely appreciate the comments uh, nevertheless, Bob. So I do want to move on to another topic. You know, this came down, I was pre-recording my show uh, last Sunday's show on the previous Friday. So this news happened just after I was done recording, so I didn't get a chance to get to it. And I know Mitch has touched on it quite a bit. Uh, this had to do with uh, New Mexico Governor Michelle Luan Grisham. She issued an emergency order suspending the right to carry firearms in public across Albuquerque and the surrounding county for at least 30 days in response to a spate of gun violence. This is according to an AP report. The Democrat governor said she expects legal challenges but was compelled to act because of recent shootings, including the death of an 11-year-old boy outside a minor league baseball stadium that week. Luan Grisham said state police would be responsible for enforcing what amount to civil violations. Albuquerque Police Chief Harold Medina said he won't enforce it, and Bernalillo County Sheriff John John Allen said he's uneasy about it because it raises too many questions about constitutional rights. The firearm suspension, classified as an emergency public health order, applies to open and concealed carry in most public places from city sidewalks to urban recreational parks. The restriction is tied to a threshold for violent crime rates currently met by the Metropolitan Albuquerque Police and licensed security guards um, by Metropolitan Albuquerque. Uh, Police and licensed security guards are exempt from the temporary ban, of course. Well, isn't that nice for And she also instituted violators could face civil penalties and a fine up to $5,000 for, again, any violations of that executive order. Well, this was very clearly a a Second Amendment violation. And you can't use, and again, I'm not familiar with uh, New Mexico state law about emergency public health orders. I seem to recall, I don't know if it had to do with emergency public health or not, but there was a law specific that was specifically passed in Minnesota. I believe it was during the Dayton administration. Maybe it was, I, I don't remember 100%, but that disallowed the closing of gun stores in response to a public emergency. And this was in response to one of the severe hurricanes that took uh, place down in Florida, which left people vulnerable because obviously the infrastructure had crumbled, and therefore you get looters coming in and trying to rob people, and people had no way of defending themselves because gun stores were closed down. And so this obviously there's not hurricanes in Minnesota, but any public 
uh, emergency where, say, law enforcement with other otherwise occupied or left people vulnerable and, say, people wanted to arm themselves, they would be able to go to a gun store and obviously purchase a firearm. And the law in Minnesota says, well, you can't close gun stores during declared governmental public emergencies. Well, it was very clear this did not uh, pass constitutional muster. In fact, uh, they did make a reference to uh, Bernalillo County Sheriff John Allen. Uh, Spencer, if we have that ready, cut number three. So this was, yeah, again, Bernalillo County Sheriff John Allen. Uh, initially, when this order came down from the New Mexico governor, indicated, eh, I'm a little uneasy about this, because how do you enforce this with guns, right? So, yeah, uh, obviously the Bernalino County Sheriff then came out and made a very emphatic statement of what he thought about this executive order. This is cut number three. Oh, seriously. In reference to concealed carry and open carry, the Bernalino County Sheriff's Office will not enforce this segment of the order. While I understand the urgency, the temporary ban challenges the foundations of our Constitution, but most importantly, it is unconstitutional. My oath was to protect the Constitution, and that is what I will do. The governor made it clear in her press conference. She knew we as law enforcement did not agree with the order, and as a result, this was solely her decision. Other than this ban being unconstitutional, here are other reasons why I will not enforce the order. One, what many forget, is I have enough violence here in Bernalillo County. I do not want to have political violence towards my deputies or here in Bernalillo County. My job is to keep the peace and to make sure that the citizens of Bernalillo County are safe, and I do not believe that this order will help me do so. I'm a law enforcement professional. This order will not do anything to curb gun violence other than punish law-abiding citizens from their constitutional right to self-defense. Okay, so there you have it, Bernalillo County Sheriff John Allen. So it was very clear that the governor had no allies uh, for this order. In fact, how this typically works, I mean, she fully expected a lawsuit to come because of this. Very, I mean, was preparing for it. And so typically when a state when state government is the subject of a lawsuit, what happens? Well, typically the state's attorney general will come in and provide defense. Well, here is, uh, let me be sure I have his name correct here. Yeah, attorney general and fellow Democrat Raul Torres. Again, New Mexico attorney general. This is what he wrote to the governor. Though I recognize my statutory obligation as New Mexico's chief legal officer to defend state officials when they are sued in their official capacity, my duty to uphold and defend the constitutional rights of every citizen takes precedence. Simply put, I do not believe that the emergency order will have any meaningful impact on public safety, but more importantly, I do not believe it passes constitutional muster. While I understand that frustration may have led you to undertake a unilateral approach to addressing the heart-wrenching challenge of gun violence our community in our community, I urge you to reconsider this course of action. And what a and you're putting the state's attorney general, an elected official, in such a precarious position. Because yeah, I'm certain there is a lot of community outcry over gun violence, particularly when an 11-year-old is shot and killed. It's it's heartbreaking. There's no question about it. But this is the problem with a lot of these progressives, particularly of the gun grabber ilk, is they will come out and, and react with emotion instead of thoughtful deliberation in the best way to approach this, while also safeguarding the rights of law-abiding citizens. And the law-abiding citizens are often short-shrifted in these situations and taken a back seat. And, and she was peppered with questions by New Mexico media outlets when she issued this executive order, people saying, well, you do realize that criminals are not going to acquiesce to this, and this is who 
is committing the most gun violence, obviously, is the criminals. Those who are obtaining guns illegally. How is this supposed to help? And she basically, in so many words, admitted this is more of a symbolic gesture. Which the Democrat Attorney General out of New Mexico basically came out and said. He said, yeah, he said, I don't believe it'll have any meaningful impact on public safety. So not only did he say, well, I can't do this just because it doesn't pass constitutional muster, I uh, kind of added insult to injury or saying, um, yeah, this really isn't going to do much to uh, inhibit gun violence. So when we come back, uh, we'll continue on the subject, finish up this hour talking about this, and are available to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN show, or check out the broadcast on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have the live stream up and running, and leave a comment or question there as well. Brad Carlson, the Closer, back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. And the sign said, long-haired, freaky people need not apply. So I- you can listen to AM 1280 The Patriot on all Amazon Echo devices. Simply ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis, and you'll hear your favorite hosts. This is Dennis Prager, and thanks for listening to me on your Alexa device. Me and my wife, Lisa, would definitely recommend JTR Roofing. Hey, it's Mike from Chanhassen. The storm damage that we had was a golf ball size hail chunks, and it cracked some of the, the existing tiles. Putting this roof on, it, it's a little complicated. We had to take our copper gutters off that JTR helped us out on. And uh, you needed some roofers that really knew what they were doing. And we also uh, had some damage uh, on some of the sliding doors facing the lake where we live off of. And they are able to work with Marvin, and we are, we'll be putting the windows in with help from JTR on that also. JTR probably, I think what really stood out to both my wife and myself was they showed up prior to the workers starting to work every other morning just to make sure things were right. And the timing of it and the respect of the property and everything else, the workers were terrific. And, and me and my wife, Lisa, would definitely recommend JTR Roofing. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Hi, I'm Lindsay. My son, Andrew, is a beautiful six-year-old boy. Some of the issues that I saw with Andrew that prompted me to call Brain Balance were that he couldn't control his behavior. He couldn't concentrate. He just really had a hard time in school. The frustration that came from these struggles would lead to severe emotional meltdowns. As a mom, it made me feel really sad watching him be labeled as sort of a bad kid or a hard kid. Since we have finished the program, we have noticed so many wonderful changes. As his behavior issues went away, his academic performance just flourished. You know your child better than anyone, but if they struggle with focus, anxiety, or other developmental and learning challenges, you know how frustrating it can be to find the help they need. That's why more parents know brain balance and the difference it's made for their kids. It's the all-natural, whole-child approach that's getting results. Parents know their kids best, and with Brain Balance, they know results. The brain can change, and so can your child's performance. Backed by Harvard and Cambridge Brain Science Studies, call and schedule an assessment for your child today. Been putting off vacation plans because you can't bear to be away from this station? Great news. You can listen to this radio station whenever you want, wherever you want, any way you want. Download this radio station's app on your Apple or Android device, and your smartphone becomes your radio. Prefer apps like TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Odyssey.com? You can find our station there as well. Got a smart speaker like Amazon Echo or Google Home? Just say our name and ask it to play this station. We're always on. It's as simple as this. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. She's smart, beautiful, and a former Fox Business Channel host. Now you can hear her take on the day's financial news on the Trish Regan Show on the Salem Podcast Network. Hear intelligent radio through your smart speaker. Just say, play Play the the Patriot Patriot Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Hey, welcome back. AM twelve eighty the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, continuing our discussion on New Mexico Governor Michelle Luan Grisham, who attempted to issue a 30-day gun ban via gun ban 
via executive fiat. Uh, her, the Bernalillo County Sheriff, as well as the state's attorney general, would not uh, would not go along with this. The sheriff said, we're not going to enforce this law. The Democrat attorney general said, yeah, not only would it do nothing to inhibit gun violence, this uh, that pesky Constitution thingy, um, yeah, that kind of precludes you being able to do something like that. How bad was it for the governor? Perhaps one of the more uh, high-profile anti-gun individuals in terms of private citizens even came out and said, yeah, this uh, doesn't quite uh, pass the sniff test. Yeah, da- you remember David Hogg? David Hogg was a student at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School back in early 2018 when uh, I think it was two, three dozen of his classmates were killed by a crazed gunman who we never named the gunman on this show, named any crazed gunman on this show. And for the last five and a half years, David Hogg has been given all of these uh, huge media platforms to spew his anti-gun rhetoric. Uh, uh, very ignorant about the Constitution and and the gun lobby and whatever else. But, hey, free country, free speech, what whatever. And, of course, these leftist media outlets will give him the platform because they agree with him. Even David, when you've lost David Hogg, you've lost. He came out and said, yeah, I support gun safety. But there is no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the U.S. Constitution. There may be hope for Harvard University yet. I had completely given up on their uh, educational chops when people like this were were being churned out. But he's getting it. He's getting it. And, of course, he kind of learned the hard way when you run afoul of the emotional leftist caucus. You know these people they don't they don't care much about uh, about laws and that pe- again that pesky constitution thingy I mean they want to undermine first rights like if you if you uh, dead name Caitlyn Jenner and call call her Bruce or call Caitlyn Jenner a man they want that as criminalized speech so people of that ilk came out of the woodwork and started pigpiling upon David Hogg I kind of imagine the uh, Peruvian natives when they were chasing Indiana Jones when he was trying to run away with the uh, after getting the gold skull from the cave in the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's kind of how I meant, that's kind of what I pictured is happening to David Hogg when he came out and made the statement. Very sensible and, dare I say, correct statement, but he kind of learns what his old side does if they don't, uh, if he doesn't commit to the orthodoxy uh, full-throated. So, hey, kudos to David Hogg. We believe in giving credit where credit is due when pe- even to people who are mostly wrong. So, in the end, this came up for a lawsuit, and this is from a Politico piece from last week. A federal judge on Wednesday temporarily halted a 30-day order from New Mexico's governor suspending the open and concealed carry of guns in the Albuquerque area that had sparked bipartisan condemnation. Can't just what you can't just hand wave this as NRA talking points. And by the way. I learned who not to engage with when talking about the gun debate. If people just accuse you of spewing NRA talking points or politicians being in the pockets of the NRA, that that's very clear that people have no clue what they they're talking about. Cause the NRA, as far as funding politicians, uh, very, very small potatoes, uh, don't, don't even crack the top 100 and hasn't for years. Um, but as we know, it's just classic projection because the abortion lobby pretty much has all uh, the Democrats in their back pocket because all Democrats want abortion without restrictions, whereas the mainstream position is uh, no abortions after 15 weeks. But oh, I digress. Uh, the executive order, which Michelle Luan Grisham issued back on uh, September 8th, in response to recent shootings in the area, had drawn extensive blowback from the state's elected Republicans for violating gun rights and some Democrats and gun control advocates who questioned its constitutionality. Local law enforcement officials said they would not enforce the order, and the state's Democrat Attorney General, Raul Torres, had written to Luan Grisham to declare that he could not legally defend it while also questioning its efficacy. She based the ban on a public health emergency she declared one day prior over gun violence. 
During the hearing, U.S. District Judge David H. Urias, an appointee of President Joe Biden, who took his seat on the bench last year, indicated that the numerous Supreme Court precedents on the Second Amendment suggested that the governor's order would cause irreparable harm to citizens seeking to exercise their gun rights. Thus, he said he had to issue a temporary strike of the ban, a move that does not rule on its merits. To be honest with you, I think you have kind of a hard road here to get up, Urias told uh, Holly Aganajan, the attorney for the governor's office defending the rule. Oh, she found an attorney. Okay, so there you have it. Not only did you, is your uh, New Mexicans, not only is your state's governor looking to undermine your constitutional rights, she had to go out and find an attorney obviously outside the attorney general's office. Uh, And who's going to pay for that? Well, that would be you, the taxpayer. So uh, I guess I don't know when this, uh, when uh, Michelle Lawan Grisham is up for reelection, but remember that not only did she try to take away your constitutional rights, but she foots you with the bill for uh, getting, for going out and getting a private attorney on her uh, little whimsical move there. Uh, In briefs and during Wednesday's court session, lawyers for the various gun rights groups argued that Lawan Grisham and her administration went far beyond constitutional powers in issuing the order. Uh, The Second Amendment has no exception. It has no part of it that says as long as the state governor can issue an emergency, you're allowed to take our citizens' firearms. Jason Bowles, an attorney representing the National Association for Gun Rights, said during the hearing, there's no historical evidence of that. There's no support for it. This kind of seems to be an overall trend, and it was happening here in this state with Governor Tim Walz and, and the far-left Democrats, is they're just governing, basically throwing stuff up against the wall and see what sticks with the attitude. Well, they can't sue us for everything now, can they? Because there are a number of laws that the Democrat majority passed this Minnesota legislative session that are already uh, facing lawsuits. Okay. So this is your modern-day Democrat party. Uh, we're going to just pass whatever we are our leftist fantasies and just see what sticks against the wall. Good luck with that one. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments with me, Brad Carlson. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network. Back in a few. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time. Yeah, Invergrove Hyundai, they have an amazing service staff. Incredible. Hey, I'm Javon from Megan. All in all, um, the entire staff is so friendly. I mean, you have young people to even elders. They really are like like good people. They have really, really good hearts. So Tyler is someone that I would highly recommend. Uh, well, he'll, he'll remember your name, too. <laughs> I have a Hyundai Sonata 2020. And uh, the services that I've gotten on there is uh, oil changes. We had to switch out the chip maybe once. And I, I probably had a, like a, a check engine light, and I wanted to get it checked on. But they never give me a hassle. They're just like, hey, come in. One thing I love the most about Invergrove Hyundai is any place you go, that if they remember you, then you're significant to them. Even if you don't think you are, they'll make you feel like it, and you'll feel right at home. Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment online at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. It's a look at today's most compelling stories and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com. Do you feel like your route to retirement is filled with detours and road construction? Pull over and tune into your clear path to retirement with Taylor Sundeen and Corey Zafke. Taylor's a certified financial planner and Corey's a wealth advisor. And together they founded Clear Path Wealth Advisors. They'll help you see the bigger vision of what's possible and efficiently chart your course so you can enjoy your retirement journey. Tune in to Your Clear Path to Retirement every Sunday morning at 8. On AM 1280, The Patriot. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. Are you one of the nearly 10 million families that own a timeshare? 
Unfortunately, many families stuck in timeshares have learned the dark side of ownership as their timeshare ends up being nothing like they were promised. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group. If you were lied to when buying a timeshare, you're going to need help. I know this because I once worked as a timeshare salesman, but quit the business and made it my personal mission to help folks get rid of bad timeshares. That's why I put together a timeshare exit information kit to help you understand how the timeshare industry works and your options for cancellation. Over 30,000 families have trusted us to get rid of their timeshares. Many started out by simply calling us for the free information kit and are now timeshare free. To get your free information kit, call Wesley Financial now. 800-939-1331. That's 800-939-1331. 800-939-1331. AM 12. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.